Welcome to the Business with Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs turn their business income into passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. I'm going to show you how to create generational wealth by growing your business and breaking the chains of Wall Street investing. Remember, you need to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. This is the second episode in a new series I plan on launching every Thursday. It is a short solo episode in which I highlight some gold nuggets from a recent guest, talk about how I'm going to apply that advice in my own life, and provide some updates on my personal business and investing journey. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to get new show alerts. This past week, I sat down with Rob Caldwell from Rentwell, a property management company based in the Philadelphia suburbs. Rob's property management company manages over 2,000 doors. In addition, Rob and his partner own about 65 rental units. You know, Owning rental real estate is supposed to be a passive investment, one that requires minimal time each month that you can oversee from a distance, either down the street or on a beach. Because of the passivity, it should also be scalable. If you can own one property, you can own two. If you can own two, you can probably own four and so on. You know, buying residential investment properties is pretty straightforward. You know, a lot of people think that buying is the most difficult part. You know, I've found that buying is actually easy. It's the management that becomes the biggest challenge, at least for me. Owning real estate is supposed to be one of the best ways to build wealth over the long term because of three financial payoffs. You get cash flow, principal pay down, and appreciation. Cash flow. You know, a rental property should cash flow every month after all the expenses are paid. You collect rent, pay your mortgage, insurance, the maintenance, taxes, and management fees. And every month, as part of your mortgage payment, your principal balance is getting paid down by your tenants. And over the long term, the property should appreciate in value, being worth more than what it's what you bought it for when you go to sell it. And if a property is properly maintained, this process should be pretty smooth. You have good tenants who pay rent every month. You get ahead of maintenance issues before they spiral out of control. And you keep occupancy high by responding quickly to any issues. If the property is poorly managed, there becomes this domino effect. If undesirable tenants are selected, they will slow to pay. They won't take good care of the property. And after one year, they're leaving you. Now you got to spend money on the turn, which means repainting and recarpeting, fix a bunch of other small issues. And that turnover not only costs you material and labor, but marketing costs for the units and the missed rent until it's occupied. During that period, you got $0 coming in, but your mortgage is still due every month. The insurance, the taxes, everything still needs to get paid. This is the primary reason that multifamily is a better passive income stream than single family. If you've got a triplex and lose one tenant, you still got two thirds of the rent coming in to cover your expenses. In single family homes, if you lose your tenant, you got zero coming in. Now you can achieve a similar economies of scale by owning multiple single family homes, but that also comes with increased costs with three roofs, three lawns to cut, three driveways to maintain instead of one roof, one lawn, one driveway with a triplex, for example. You know, we talk about in this episode, high quality property managers should be viewed and act like a partner in your business, helping you execute the plan that you create in order to build wealth and passive income through real estate. A poor property manager will not be aligned with these plans and end up creating more problems than solving them. So how do you go about finding a rockstar property manager? 
you know, Rob has some great tips on this. Two key points he mentioned are number one, finding through referrals. A great place to start is a local real estate investors club. You know, this can be a local meetup where you talk to other investors about who they use, the pros and cons. You can go find these by Googling it or going to biggerpockets.com, which is the largest real estate website, has tons of great local forums. Number two was to find a property manager who's also an investor. You know, there are some smaller managers out there whose primary job is to be a real estate agent and they manage properties on the side. While this person may be able to place tenants and field maintenance calls, all you've really hired is a call center. If the manager is also an investor themselves, they're going to look at your property through a different lens, right? They're going to be able to see opportunities to help you increase the cash flow. So once you've got a manager in mind, Rob gives some great advice on what metrics to ask to get a sense of how well they know their numbers of their portfolio. The first one he, he talked about is economic occupancy. This is the equivalent of gross profit for rental properties. You know, Gross profit is your sales minus your cost of goods. In real estate, the economic occupancy is they take the market rent, they minus any discounts they had to give to get somebody in there. They minus vacancy, so you know months are not collecting rent, and any collections that's past due. So, for example, if you had a property that had market rent of let's say ten thousand dollars per month, maybe at ten units, and you've given some people some discounts to get them to sign leases, you got one unit unoccupied, and you got one person late to pay, you may only be collecting let's say ninety three hundred in month that rent. So your economic occupancy is ninety three percent. You know, he says that a great manager should be 92% or higher. And it's a bad sign if they don't know the number or it's low, you know, less than 90%, for example. You know, the manager has 100% control over these factors by placing high quality tenants who pay their rent every month and stay a while. You know, the last thing we touched on is maintenance. Maintenance is one of the is one of the largest and most variable costs that you will have as a landlord. Rob breaks down maintenance into five categories and has a plan to attack each one of them. Over the years, I have learned the hard way that if you are not proactive and get ahead of maintenance issues, something like a roof leak could lead to mold issues, which leads to ripping out drywall, repainting, placing a tenant in a hotel for months while the project drags on. You know, talk about a drain on your cash flow. There are lots of ways to build wealth through real estate. Residential real estate is where the majority of people get started because it's familiar with a low barrier of entry. That's where I started. You can learn along the way what works and what doesn't work. You learn what you like and what you don't like. If you choose to go down this path, my advice is to buy nice properties in nice neighborhoods. We started with C-class properties and not so great neighborhoods that had matching tenants because they looked good on Spreadsheets, you know, we are able to buy them cheap and the rent seemed like we make some good money. But ultimately, these properties created so many headaches and generated almost no cash flow. You know, one maintenance issue would wipe out a year's worth of cash flow. And so the spreadsheets look great, but reality crushed them. You know, I have other properties that are in nice neighborhoods that have tenants who pay every month, take care of the place, and literally generate one or two calls per year. Having a great property manager who's a true partner is a critical component of your team. So make sure you go out and find one. Rob gives some good advice. Other places we talked about, uh, biggerpockets.com, great site. It's the largest real estate investing website out there. So that's all we got for this episode with Business with Beers. One thing that would really help both 
new listeners and me is if you could rate the show, leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen, and make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platform, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 